How's your um, ice cream and espresso? You know, like it's just so it's a treat. You there's know? a there's a there's a name for that. Affogato. Yeah, because I've played like I think like a stupid like online uh, phone game, cafe stuff. Mm -hmm. I know, I know, it's absurd, yeah. but. I, I'm very One of them was coffee over ice cream. I'm very happy I got like the espresso thing. It's just, it's like, I'll, I'm still like drinking coffee, like coffee, coffee, but like having just like a little shot in the middle of the day and also putting in a scoop of ice cream. It's just <laughs> like, it's, 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 it's like a reward. Delightful. Yeah. Delightful. Mm -hmm. And that's the uh, espresso thing that uh, Rose got you, right? Yeah. From a, uh, from a birthday. Thanks again, Rose. <laughs> of course. Rose mm -hmm. is best. Yeah. No, you guys are. Oh. Oh, stop. So much love. We haven't seen each other in a while, I feel like. Yeah. I don't know. We're recording on a different day today. Today's yeah. been a little funkier than it's usual. It's the morning. Yeah. It's the afternoon. It's the afternoon. Yeah, to me, it feels like the morning. It feels like the morning for yeah. me as well. We're yeah. all just oh, yeah. chugging coffee and staring at each other <laughs> and shaking. Hot chocolate yeah. in my case. Yes. Um, welcome to One Frame Off. I'm Jess. I'm Brody. I'm Rose. And uh, what are we talking about today, guys? Steven. Steven Universe. Oh my God, I was very, I was very happy that we wanted to do this. I remember originally when we did an episode about, um, we were doing children's shows that were like, you know, adults could still enjoy the themes like of for children and for adults. Yeah, yeah, and this is one where it's like we could have talked about it, but we would have gone on for like three hours. <laughs> yes, I think it's one of the first things besides Pokemon that. We all, or at least me and Brody, bonded over majorly. Oh, yeah. Because uh, us Steven Universe people, we're a very specific kind of breed of people. Mm -hmm. I specifically, for the first time watching it, I think was like almost two years ago, like only a few months after I first met you. And my brother's fiance is, which is just like, hey, have you ever seen Steven Universe? And I'm like, no, I don't want to watch some dumb kid show. And then I just like started crying and singing yeah it, it's it's amazing it truly is i can't remember when i first started watching it but it, the whole show hadn't been released yet so i was i got in on about it like halfway i think mm -hmm. rainbow my roommate back in college uh she hap she like hopped on the steven universe train as soon as it started she just fell in love with it I would always tell me oh my god steven universe is amazing i'm like eh, okay the only thing that I have hopped on early that before anybody else really knew about it or liked it was Rick and Morty. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I like, bookmarked. I watched the pilot on cable, mm -hmm. like, when it came out. And I remember watching it and just being like, this is my new favorite fucking yeah, it show. It just kind of came out of nowhere. It was like, I, I knew it was Dan Harmon, so I was down already. Yeah. I had known Community, but I didn't know Dan Harmon by name yet. Yeah. I definitely didn't know Justin Roiland, but... Uh, I think I vaguely knew Justin Roiland from Adventure Time. That's right. He was on, he was the Lemonhead guy. Yeah. And there's some connectivity with Adventure Time and Steven Universe, isn't there? That's a great transition. Yeah. yeah we didn't even mean to do that, but I, I think it's a great segue. <laughs> so before I can talk about the wonderful show that is Steven Universe, I need to talk about the wonderful person that is Rebecca, Rebecca Sugar. Yes. Rebecca Sugar is a goddess. Oh, yeah. Straight up goddess. Mm -hmm. Goddess, queen, mommy, whatever you want to call yes. her. She's amazing. Uh, Rebecca Sugar was, well, basically she just started at Cartoon Network in the first season of Adventure Time as a storyboard. She was just like helping out with that. And then eventually people were just like, oh, shit, they're they're amazing. Let's make her she was straight up in storyboard that, that collective hub of people at that time. Yeah. You know, like when I, I feel like. Cartoon Network has like a renaissance yeah. every 10 oh, years definitely. or less. But you know what I mean? Like there's a few landmark shows you can think of. And she's been a part of all yeah. of them. Uh, Pendleton Ward and Rebecca Sugars together on Adventure Time sort of ushered in the new network that would become the Cartoon Network 2010s renaissance. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, not all of them, not not all of the, the cartoons from that time frame are like really good. Because, Lord have mercy, Teen Titans Go. Yeah. But the ones that, like, really, really stick with stuck. you stick. The ones that uh, played that later to segue you into Adult Swim are kind of more what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Because Steven Universe was a later show as well. Yes. That's true. But anyways, Rebecca Sugars, also worth mentioning that she is, according to her Wikipedia page, 
the first non-binary person to independently create a series for the network that is Cartoon Network. Oh, hell yeah. Well, now I feel bad for saying her so many times. Well, that's the other thing I was going to say. It, according, again, to Wikipedia, uh, she goes both by her, she, as well as they, them. So oh, I think she, I'm... They. Okay, okay, her, thank She, you. they is fine. She, they, yeah, her, God. them. I'm probably going to inner flip-flop around a little bit. I, I will too, yeah. Yeah. She just said like, she says non-binary, genderqueer, okay, bisexual. Cool. Oh, yeah, that, That's not super important, though. No, it, what, it's not. What's more important is what she's made in the universe. And after a lot of, after gaining a lot of good clout with Adventure Time, she's just like, I have this idea that I've been working on for a long time. I got the people. I got the funds. I got everything I need. I'm going to pitch in network Steven Universe. And thank God that they did. Thank God they did. And... Just blessing the whole world. <laughs> uh, before we jump into Steven Universe too much, and I know we're going to do a little segment about this as well, but can we talk about what she did musically for Adventure Time too? Oh, yeah. So we want to talk about her lasting effects on the show. I mean, the song she wrote for the last episode, mm-hmm. it's, it's on my top plate. You guys have heard my top did plate she, on Spotify. Did she write the uh, intro song as well? No, that's a separate band so. that does it. But like does a it? lot of the yeah. music that Marceline plays is She had a heavy hand her. in, yeah. Okay. Anytime there's a ukulele on Cartoon Network, you know Rebecca Sugars <laughs> exactly. is behind it. Uh, but Does she, she wrote, like the ukulele? She yeah. loves the ukulele. There's an amazing clip of her at like one of their last Comic Cons mm-hmm. um, where she plays Time Adventure on the ukulele for everybody for the first time. Yeah. And wow. it's just heartbreaking. And you can even see like... Um, uh, Joe DiMaggio. Joe DiMaggio. I always want to say John DiMaggio, I like think the it's baseball Joe Di- player. I think it's Joe DiMaggio. But the guy who plays uh, Jake, you can just see him just like Weeping. really tearing up. A lot of people are. It's it's such an emotional song, and she's she's got the most amazing voice. And that's another thing that like I think is the reason why she's so amazing is because she takes such heavy-handed emotional comp- ideas, concepts, and ideas. And is able to translate them both very generally, metaphorically through cartoons. And lyrics. And, and lyrics and just general music. Like, she's... Did she write Everything Stays? Uh, yes. And that's... If you want to talk about simplistic, simplistic lyrics having such a deeper and bigger meaning, that song, mm-hmm. hands down, is Beautiful amazing. Stuff. It's so good. All I want to do... See you turn into a giant, a giant woman. woman. Giant woman. All I want to be is someone who gets to see a giant woman. Sing it, Rose. I don't know this song. That's oh, right. Oh. We failed on the prep with Rose. Yeah. No, I told them I wanted... Opal's my favorite fusion. Oh, sh- straight up warrior chick. I've like thought about getting like a giant opal on my calf tattooed. Nice. So it would probably I, be amazing. My my stance is like, even though I know it from Rainbow, um, I, I told Jess and Brody that, hey, I, I know some of the songs. I know kind of the premise. And Jess has told me to watch at least like the, the rule of anime. Try to watch at least three episodes. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it after the third episode, you can drop it. I think, but with, I think is, with Steven Universe, it's a little more complicated because the episodes are so short. Yeah, they really yeah. are. I, I would say skip. If you don't like the first season, just skip to the second or third. Well, it's kind of like the same idea I was talking about when we actually did our uh, children's show episode where it's like anytime there is sort of like this creator making a show for uh, specifically children's network, they really got to play the game the first season. The first one or two even, honestly. Yeah. And then well, they can start doing more like whatever they want, but they got to play it safe for a little while Exactly. First. I do like, though, that trend that um, Steven Universe and Adventure Time does this too, that the trend of, you know, you're not doing an origin story right off the bat. You're establishing the characters, you're introducing them, and then every episode is kind of like... Um, another little a- Another puzzle little piece. adventure. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. so different. It's a, like just it's, a little note of a breadcrumb along the way. Yeah, it's fragmented, but at the end of the season, you, well, you so see all the parts together. I would say with Universe early on, it is quite fragmented, but the mm-hmm. la- last few seasons are absolutely not. There's a very direct storyline. Yeah. And yeah. Well, I mean, they, they, goes into, they well, make I mean, a lot of like with, mystery around some characters yeah. that becomes like these big reveals. You will get to a point where it's like I can't stop watching. Yes. Yeah. It, I need to know what happens. No, I no, I like more. that though. I like I like that trend because all the pieces, all the pieces come together in the first season, and then if they don't, the second season kind of 
puts them all into a shape where it's like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. Exactly. And then later on, it develops this whole story mm-hmm. where the first season, whether or not it's important, like characters are repeated. Then you get to learn about the backstory. So it's really breaking the norm for a lot of TV shows where it's just like... I'll say in a way that it does break the norm, especially in comparison to anime because anime, we were making that yeah. comparison, is that... It is very filler animated. Filler episodes in Steven Universe and Adventure Time mm-hmm. are um, actually quite delightful and I look forward to them. Yeah. They're, they're really good. I do think it's funny. One of the points is like in a filler episode, especially in the first season, can be very silly compared to the grand opius that is the entire plot because yes. like, there is an episode where Steven gets abducted and has to fight a bunch of aliens who want to kill him for a war crime he didn't commit. And other times he just wants to have breakfast with his friends. Yep. Yeah. And I like it that. It does both. It does. Or he wants to uh, throw every gym a birthday party, which is one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> that one has actually like, that gets, that gets dark. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> my, my other going back to anime though, like in comparison, certain animes won't do this, but Steven Universe and Adventure Time did this, as well as Naruto and a handful of other. Mm. The filler episodes are actually important because they are referenced back. Most of the time, if it's just a random filler episode or a random holiday episode, never gets referenced again. But Steven Universe, because from what I know from Rainbow and from you guys, they go back to their filler episodes. So does Adventure Time. Oh, yeah. There's always they, they a detail or two. Adventure Time, it's more about the, the C, D, and E characters that get introduced in random filler episodes that mm-hmm. will come back. And with yeah. them, it's it's like just the, they're so absurd. You keep yeah. track of them. They're like cute, they learn something yeah. that they didn't even know was like a major important detail. Yes. Yeah. Like Naruto did it and it was really refreshing just to like hear that they're bringing back that trend because mm-hmm. naruto did it in the original some, series some, some, some of these like, writers are doing it i can't say that it, it's literally just this one i think school of people that yeah it's only yeah, like a certain select i can't say that i've watched too many new cartoons that i feel yeah i haven't seen any similar. new ones um infinity train though is a good one it, though yeah yeah, yeah we talked about we've that talked. on our um, we, we've talked about that one but like going episode. back to like filler episodes being oh they back. broke the mold uh, but we don't need to talk about that no, today not yeah. today today we're talking about steven and i figured like we've gotten some general opinions out but it's probably a good idea to get a very general story out uh it the show is about the titular character steven universe living in a temple in the fictional beach city and he lives with three gems garnet amethyst and pearl gems are like they're they're alien creatures but they're like, they're figments of light. Yes. Technically. Projected through projected their gem. namesake gem. Yeah. But Can they're solid. They're solid. They are like actual physical forms and stuff. But... Can I ask a question? Yeah. What is, so Steven's dad? Hmm? Greg does Universe. He, he, Greg Universe. live with them? He lives in a van. Greg owns a car wash and lives in a van. He is literally not... I, I honestly, Greg's a wonderful father, but he is not in the mental. Co- I don't know. He's a great father, but the, his lifestyle is not conducive to having children. I guess. Right. I think so, we. Yeah. I can get to that later when Stephen starts actually reflecting on his life. But for the most part, he lives with well, the yeah, gems. Yeah, we'll touch on that more. Okay. Because Stephen is of partially his mother. Stephen is an actual human being, but he has the gem of another gem. This his one, mother, uh, Rose Quartz. His mother, Rose Quartz, who sort of Was gave... the leader of the Crystal Gems. Yes, the revolutionary force that went against their home planet and yes. instead started to want... To protect Earth. To protect Earth and all of the life she, on it. She fell in love with Earth when she came to Earth, fell in love with humans and animals and everything on it. Mm-hmm. She wants to protect it. That's the Crystal Gems' duty is to protect Earth. Yeah. And in doing so, she defied her home planet and... Everything that she was designed to do. Yeah. Wait, protect the Earth from what? Anything. So, gems aren't really born. They are manufactured. And the way they do that... The way they do that is in an area known as a kindergarten. A kindergarten, yeah. Which is basically just a big hole. It's a mine. It's a mine. For all intents and purposes, it's a mine. They make a mine somewhere on a planet and actually suck all the life force out of the planet and leave it just like this big wasteland. And every gem is kind of like developed in their own little hole. And when they're done developing, they just pop out. Right. 
and, and then they're fully grown. They know their missions. They know what they're supposed to do. Yeah, they're each gym is kind of like we could say it's like a Pokemon in in sense. Is in a, a way, way. It, it, well, in terms of like uh, their abilities and their attitudes. Yeah, and they their have dispositions a they have a very roles. specific programming when yes. they're made. For example, the character Pearl. Uh, Pearl is just generally like the servant class yes. of gems. But they serve they they serve um, higher up gems though. I yeah, they're Pearl like butlers, was... sort of. They're yeah, they're born to be butlers. I thought she was a knight. She is a knight. She was part of the Crystal Gems, who was saying, "Hey, fuck all of this! Like, I'm born to be something." Rose Quartz appreciated human beings for starting small and then growing into what they want to be. Hmm. Okay. She figured that was something worth protecting. Yeah. Um, that that pearl is different than most other pearls in that she um, had a fierce love for Rose Quartz. Oh, yeah. And this pearl they was... They worked together in a different yeah. way. She was Rose Quartz's confidant. So every secret that she held, uh, Pearl also knew. Yes. Okay. So in a way, if you called Rose Quartz a queen... Definitely Opal would have been her knight and um, counselor of sorts. Yeah. Okay. Right but hand. not every pearl fulfills that role. Mm -hmm. Our gems on earth are special. Yeah. Okay. So Rose Quartz decides she kind of falls in love with the idea of having a baby, but realizes as a gem, she cannot do that. So I think a lot of that had to do with her just falling in love with Greg in general, too. Yeah. And just... Earth life. Earth life. Greg really does represent like uh, the freedom of the human spirit. Yeah. Okay. He is a very, I don't want to say immature, but just he, like, he's not like an adult adult. He's, he's like. He's not prepared. He wasn't yeah. prepared. He wasn't prepared. No. He was sort of like a runaway rock star. Drive your van into my heart. This <laughs> is hit single. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he wanted to be like like David Bowie, mm -hmm. a David Bowie type character in the show uh, that I name is I forget. So he changed his name to Mr. Universe. Yes. Started <laughs> making songs about space, and actually met an alien. Yep. Charmed and life. Fell in love. Mm -hmm. Um, Greg, for those who don't know what he looks like, his character design is amazing. He's like a slightly overweight, shorter man. He the tan wears lines. With a farmer's tan, he wears like, I think a tank top or a shirt. Yeah. Shorts and uh, socks with sandals. Uh, he looks exactly like a guy who's... He's Homer Simpson-esque. He's, he's a Homer Simpson beach bum, but, he has but in a good way. no hair on the top of his head and then just a long, righteous mane of hair. Oh, dude, yeah, like straight up rock star hair. Yeah, he's got rock star hair with none on top. But eventually they have the baby. So it's a mullet. No. Uh, he'd probably take offense if you called it that. He probably <laughs> wishes it was a mullet, actually. Yeah. But they eventually had the baby known as Steven, who, like I said, is human, but has Rose Quartz's gem right in his tummy. Yeah. Okay. Did we mention, We I guess we should have mentioned that upon Steven's birth, Rose Quartz ceases to exist. Yeah. She, like, gives up her physical form. Her physical form to, to create him. To be Steven. Yeah. In a way. It's complicated. It is kind of complicated. I don't think they specifically went into how human babies are made from it, gems. It doesn't need to. I like to think that there is a reason for it, but they couldn't say it on Cartoon Network. Yeah. Because like they actually do like see a little glimpse of Rose when she's like preparing to have Steven and kind of takes on the pregnant belly, which I'm not sure if it's like they actually did that or since gems can actually like shape shift in some way she, she like, did that to, she wanted to be Greg human and, yeah exactly it, it, who knows but the crystal gems are still around the diamonds they got really pissed off at all the gems that were on earth so they shot a laser that corrupted all of them yes. rose was only able to save a few of them uh, uh pearl amethyst and garnet and it's their mission, and eventually, with, alongside with Steven, their mission is to find all the corrupted, monster-formed gems, sort of defeat them, defeat their physical form, and then capture their gem in a bubble. Until they can save them. Until they them. can, Yeah, until they can find a way to undo the corruption. Corrupted gems literally present themselves as different monsters. They're typically kind of insect-like. It's not okay. super important. They, it's mm. the, they are no longer... They're true selves, and they are just 
Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like Kingdom Hearts a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad you're I'm glad you're catching on to Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. I listened. Yeah. <laughs> it is like Kingdom Hearts though. Okay. Yeah. It's exactly like that. The darkness in their hearts. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. Okay. So that's very much what season one's all about. Like these random wacky adventures fighting these new monsters. Season one's just like an introduction to everything. Okay. Yeah. And you get to see like what Steven's all about. He's a happy go lucky kid, super optimistic. Loves the simple things in life, like hot dogs and ice cream. And uh, the the bits of fries, the end bits. The bits. Give me the bits. Um, you uh, Beach City is a wonderful place. There yes. are different uh, food, in particular, like the pier arcade mm-hmm. area and all the different restaurants is where Steven kind of spends the most of his time. Yeah. His best buddies work at the donut shop and... Um, Fucking Lars. Yeah, Lars. Lars, and what's the other girl's name? Sadie. Sadie. I love Sadie. Mm-hmm. Um... All his buddy, he well, they're not his friends to begin with, but he just Laura's inter- definitely not. He interjects himself into everybody's life mm-hmm. in the most wonderful way. Uh, then there's the uh, the fish pizza place, the fish stew pizza, fish stew pizza, family run and operated. and the fry shop. They're they're all they all become a central cast of characters. Mm-hmm. It's I like, wonderful. I like this place because it is very it's very small town. It's very small town. It feels real, but it also does still feel magical at the same time. In a way. Like, it's full of these lovely people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Ronaldo. Yeah. Fucking hate Ronaldo. Yeah, and Ronaldo. God. So, does Steven have, like, We'd be friends with Ronaldo, probably. (laughs) I'm very glad you asked if Steven had a best friend. Steven's best friend is Connie. 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 (laughs) You would be obsessed with Connie. Connie is wonderful connie in the first time they met is when steven's trying to learn how to use the power of bubbling yes accidentally bubbles the both of them together and just trying to fix that turns out connie is very much an overachiever academic type okay and learns very early on that she doesn't have too many outlets for friends she's hermione granger-esque okay very hermione-esque that's a good way of putting it okay but later on, through friendship with Steven, she learns to become as an as kind of like an extracurricular activity. Sword uh, fighting. Yeah, she becomes she's, a straight up fucking she's, warrior. She starts oh, training with song. Pearl. The song with Pearl. Um, yeah, you know that yeah, one. Yeah, I know the song. I don't know the name of it, but I know the song where it's like she's showing her how to sword fight. And Steven's concerned because, like, he doesn't want Well, Pearl's Connie. just projecting so many insecurities on her the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Pearl's got a... Like, if you Pearl's were going like, to be a knight to someone, got you a have... string of <laughs> insecurities and faults and issues of oh my her God. own. She's way more mentally unstable than yeah, anyone, anyone else. else. And, and yeah. Steven's like, I don't want Connie to fall into that. Like, I want Connie to, like, help me out, but not, like, be my knight. Quote, yeah, quote. falling for Pearl's obsessive tendencies. Yeah. No, I know that. But um, bottom line is, though, it's like Steven was wrong and Pearl was wrong. It's like ultimately up to Connie what she wants to do and how she wants to live her life and use her skills. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where it, it leads. I think this is a great time to discuss fusion. Ooh, yes. So I've talked about a little a little bit about like the major plot. Because we can't bring up Connie and Steven. Mm-hmm. And we've mentioned Opal and not discuss what fusion is and what it means. Correct. Uh, remember when I was saying about giant women? Yeah. So... Gems have the ability to come together in synchronous to form one giant being from both of their gems. Okay. It's fusion. It's okay. fusion. It's combining the two characters into one. First, and they don't. It's it's important to note here because if you don't watch the show, they're not two separate entities into one like a like a Zord from Power Rangers. No, they become a whole other separate thing together. Yes. It's like a melding of the minds to form one. It's better than the sum of their parts. Exactly. So they aren't two separate gems just thinking their own thoughts. Mm -hmm. They become a whole other person or gem with different emotions and feelings. The example we brought up was Opal, which was the fusion between Amethyst, a very brash personality, and Pearl, who's a very disciplined and strict personality. The disciplined, strict, anal, um, per, our <laughs> amethyst is messy. She, she eats human food just because she thinks it's fun. They don't need to eat. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. the best example you can give of amethyst. Like, she's amethyst a good, is wonderful and, like, she's fascinated a good time with going to, to the bathroom and all that. Like, she's, she's hilarious. What? 
Well, yeah. She's a funny. They're fascinated by bathrooms. They don't use the bathroom. You put them together, you get like this four-armed warrior chick, statuesque and beautiful. That they um, they also combine their weapons together. That's true. Each gym has a specialty weapon, and in their fusions, they kind of combine together to make other weapons. Pearl has a like a like a spear. Uh, Amethyst has a whip. They put them together to make a magical bow and arrow combo. Yes. Oh, that's actually really cool. It's really cool, and it's the same with all the gyms when they fuse. They have different Mm -hmm. weapons. They get out of it, and their personalities merge together to create this other beautiful being. Yeah. So what is? So you mentioned Amethyst, but what about you mentioned like Stephen and Connie? Stephen and Connie. Yes. So. After learning about fusion, they clearly want to try and see if Steven can fuse with anyone else. And at first, it sort of starts off with failure. They typically started off like if um, it's not like an emergency, they do it kind of like with a dance together. Yeah. To, in order for them to like fuse, they need to come in synchronous in some way. And the best way to do that is for them to dance together. That actually makes a lot of sense because right? I danced for four years. And to do like to actually really do a partner dance very well, you have to be able to trust your partner, mm-hmm. and you have to know like you're both on the same page. Like, what's the next step, exactly. right? So you have to practice. You have to know. And, them. and um, animation wise, it's just fun. It's, yeah, yeah, it's fun. I can imagine how fun it is. And they always wise. have like a different dance style for. Yes, character. yes, yes, yes. But Pearl always ends up doing like the tango or something. Yeah. And Amethyst is just straight up twerking. Yeah, Amethyst <laughs> is twerking. But Steven and Connie, they dance together and accidentally fuse, stor- uh, forming the entity known as Stevani. And Stevani, Stevani is amazing. Stevani kind of became iconic, especially within like a LGBTQ plus and trans communities. Because, I mean, the whole time they are... For better or worse, they are referred to only as they, them. They okay. have been cosplayed multiple times by uh, transgendered people. It really just caught a loving to these people. Um, it's like 100% the... of Stevani is a representation of gender fluid, of non-binary, trans. It... Hey. And the thing that Garnet says is like, you're not Steven, you're not Connie, you are an experience. Yep. I like that. That's all you really need to say. Basically, they're saying, hey, fuck all the labels of what you are and are not. You're just here to have fun, and you should definitely do that. I like that. Good Um, message. I've just pulled up a picture for Rose of Smoky Quartz. Oh, yeah. Eventually, Steven learns how to fuse with other gems. So I'm I'm just a really big fan of Steven and Amethyst's fusion together, Smoky Quartz. Jess, can you move your headphones? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, they come together to make a pretty badass person. And, and, and I believe is no, I'm thinking of uh uh Steven and Pearl, I think. Don't don't they form the chip for- with the yo-yo? Or is that That's the that's yo-yo. It's the shield and the whip that make the yo-yo. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Smoky Quartz uses a yo-yo as a weapon and it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And they're just like um a ham. Yeah. Lord, that's There's awesome. another very- Sardonyx is um Garnet, which is a fusion we didn't discuss. That was oh, important. Right. So Garnet, I was about to Pearl, and uh, Amethyst fused together to make Sardonyx. Mm-hmm. So it's all three oh, of Oh, wait, them? not Sardonyx. Sardonyx is uh, Garnet and Pearl. I apologize. Yeah, it's someone else. Alexandrite, I think yeah, it is. Yeah, you're right. Alexandrite, I apologize. Yeah. So wait, who is... So if it's just Pearl and... This Sard- is all... Sardonyx uh, is Pearl and... Garnet. 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 So is there a fusion with all three of them? Yes. That would be Alexandrite. Alexandrite? Yep. That is just the straight up like like the last as tall resort. As the colossal titan. Yes. Oh, yo, what? Like you, we described it like Voltron or like Power Rangers. This is like Zords. this is like the Zords, straight up yeah. like Megazord. Exactly. Nice. But on a more subtle note, the one of the better fusions which is just like the main character. It's Garnet. Garnet, Garnet is a committed fusion between yep. two characters, Ruby and Sapphire. Both kind of like excommunicated from the home planet. And instead of dying, they decided let's just run away. And then later on, committed to being this single person known as Garnet. Garnet, yeah. Um, one of my favorite episodes is actually 
Um, I can't remember what Greg's going to pick up, but Garnet, Stephen, and Greg mm-hmm. go to another state to pick up something for the car wash, and they stay at a motel. And uh, Sapphire and Ruby are having a fight. Oh, right. I've seen so this. They, so I've they seen separate. clips of this. Yeah, and it's it's such a funny episode. It, it just to see the dynamics of the relationship mm-hmm. separately because it's always such a treat when you get to see meet uh, Sapphire and Ruby outside of Garnet. That doesn't happen that often. Yeah, if we haven't, if you haven't really caught on yet. Um, Fusion really is just like a stand-in for sex, love, and intimacy. Yeah, sex, love, and intimacy, and just uh, like it can even just be an overall visual representation of a strong relationship. Mm-hmm. So is that both a healthy, positive relationship and a negative? Abusive? It's always it has to be positive, or you can't fuse. Well, I mean, there is. Or if you if it is negative, there is you lapis lazuli and Jasper, whose name I'm forgetting. But that was essentially just sort of meant to be like the uh, stand-in for the abusive relationship. They were forced to Like they're only together because the single one is something very powerful. The only reason they stayed fused, though, was because of Jasper's strength. Like typically, like if you aren't bonding in a fusion, it it gets rejected pretty immediately. Mm -hmm. And they separate. And they separate, yeah. They... It's all about consent. They separate eventually. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I mean, how do you force... So in that situation where it's like one is stronger than the other and they're forcing them to fuse, is there a way to force them to separate? You could like beat them up. Lapis figures it out. Lapis figures it out. Who's Lapis? The person who is also fused in this sort of toxic relationship. Mm. Okay. They figure, hey, this guy wants me for strength. I can use them to restrain them. Lapis is, we could say a B character, honestly. She yeah yeah it, she's the B team yeah she's not she's not even as prominent as Peridot in later episodes. Mm-hmm. Truthfully, oh, there's a Peridot. Oh yeah, there's another. You character would Peridot. love Peridot. Peridot. Peridot is my birth month stone. Hey, it's August. Peridot. I've also looked on forums. Uh, a lot of people in the uh, autistic and on the spectrum community really appreciate Peridot. For, Peridot is wonderful. Yeah, sort of being overcoming, but also just having like similar qualities to you know. Being on the spectrum, taking things very literally, yes. not understanding Aww. all the social cues, and a lot of people really appreciate that. Like yeah, that. Peridot's wonderful. She um, she was like she was she was military. Yeah, she was working under the diamonds. She, I think she was doing a scouting mission or something. Oh yeah, when the cluster comes in. Yeah, when the cluster comes in. Oh, I didn't even talk about the cluster. Yeah, the the cluster is kind of the main issue for the first few seasons. Yeah. Um. Anyway, it's not super important, but Peridot uh for one reason or another, is stuck on planet Earth. Without her technology and her ship, she is pretty much, like, weak and, weak and defenseless. Well, weak and defenseless. She can't She can't take care of herself. Right. And the gyms, mainly Steven, take her under or their wing, give her a place to live, give her tasks to do, which is very important for Peridot. She becomes mm-hmm. very in, into gardening and growing crops, which Aww. is hilarious. <laughs> and also, when Lapis moves in together, they get partnered up together, which oh, I love... That Lapis just spends her free time making like avant-garde like barn art and and, <laughs> and Peridot just gardens all day. It, I call them meat morphs. Yeah, meat morphs. <laughs> yeah, it, it's fucking amazing. Like they find all this junk in the old barn, which it's more than just an old barn, but we don't need to get into it. Yeah. And she makes just like these hilarious sculptures out of human things. And it's, oh, it's like the guy from Iron Giant. Kind of. Kind of, yeah. Well, it, he like it, has it, a bunch of scraps and it's he's just like amazing. artist. This it's is art. scrap. This, this is, is art. art. Yeah, it's the, it's the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, and then they meet up and watch reality TV together. Yes. It's like the perfect roommate relationship. Yeah, so so eventually Peridot and Lapis have their own little like love life together out on the farm. And every now and then Steven and the gyms will come by and they've just been doing all their own thing. I just love it. Aww. It's so mm-hmm. fantastic. But it takes time for Peridot to get there. Yeah. Okay. So there's like a whole character arc of development. Par- Peridot has one of the best character arts in the sh- arcs in the show. Yeah. That's cool. That's good. So, okay, I have a question, and I've been meaning to ask this. You guys mentioned that Pearl has was in love with Stephen's mom, Rose Quartz. Mm-hmm. Deeply. So does she get along with Greg? Because to my understanding, not, she Not chose... at the beginning. No, it takes a while. They so, get like, there. Does she raise Stephen then, or did Greg? Or was it like a joint Greg effort? raised Stephen, but Up after until become... about the age that we get into the show, and then honestly, the the gems kind of take over most of the rearing. Yeah. Okay. Like Which they... they're really good at it. Mm-hmm. There's actually a flashback episode where 
it's all about Greg and Rose and their time together. And that's the first time we actually see Rose Quartz and Pearl fuse right in front of Greg. And it's just like afterwards, Pearl just has his idea. It's just like, yeah, you can't do that shit with her. Yeah, pretty much. So like, does... Not all the gyms dislike Greg. Amethyst fucking loves Greg. Okay, well yeah. that's good. Even Amethyst hairstyle in the show currently, it's it's Greg's hair from when he was younger. She copied mm-hmm. it. Oh, okay. I also just want to mention, like, I know, I know, like they don't really have age or anything like that. They kind of change form over time when they want to. The flashback episodes with Amethyst, she really does look like a child. Yes, which I think is interesting because. As like we talked about uh, how there's always these kindergartens where gems just sort of pop out of nowhere. Amethyst was popped out of nowhere. She was in there too long. Everyone's gone. So she only knows Earth. She hasn't been to Homeworld. She's just kind of been wandering around for the longest time until she was sort of like found by the crystal gems. Huh. That's interesting. So that's yeah. why, is that one of the reasons why she likes Greg so much? She likes Greg so much, and it also kind she of... I just think Greg's is cool, though, too. Like, yeah. But it also in- adds a little bit of separation between her and the others. Yeah, it's important to note Amethyst, too, is physically extremely different from the regular Amethyst body style she teeny. and type. Amethyst is very tiny. She did not develop correctly in her in, her, in kindergarten. Yeah. We don't know why. She was just I think in has, there too long, right? I, yeah, I think it has a lot to do with, yeah, so a little bit of arrested development. But, like, if she wanted to project herself that way, she could. I think she likes being different, ultimately. Okay, yeah. that's cool. She breaks, the, she breaks the mold. But then there's actually <laughs> an episode where she meets the other amethysts. And they and it's just so perfect because it's like she was so used to having being different and then finally realizes she has a family. Yeah. Aww. And then this the famethyst. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. They keep in touch. I love that for her. Oh, that's cool. That's uh, good. Brody, what's your favorite gem? Of all of them? Yeah, well, not even... We'll say typing. Like, out of all the gems, which personality do you think it's the best? Oh, I mean, like, Amethyst. I can, I can know we were just talking about her and Junk, but, like, it's definitely Amethyst. My favorite gem is definitely the rubies. Just all the rubies? All the rubies are my favorite. <laughs> like, if we're not picking a crystal gem... My favorite crystal gem is Garnet, but... yeah. In particular, like if I have to pick a gem that's like on home planet, I'm obsessed with the rubies. There's a there's a whole vat of evil rubies. That <laughs> they're, just, they're just like a bunch of little minion himbos. Yeah, they're minion himbos. <laughs> the voice acting is fucking on point. And there's one that um, her her gem location is in her eye, and it's a little cracked, and she's mm-hmm. all like, ah. <laughs> she's, so they're so angry and cute. I love rubies. Oh, yeah. I love rubies. They're all bark, no bite. I'm oh, obsessed. Pirate. Reminds me of a pirate. They're pirate? like small dogs. They would probably love I think being I like pirates. them. <laughs> they really are. Ruby eventually becomes a cowboy. Yeah, that's what? true. It's yeah. a great like episode. Mm-hmm. So, which um, which gem do you think I would opal. like? I mean, not opal. Uh, pearl. Pearl. Uh, yeah, you're a pearl. Like, if you were a gem, you'd be a pearl. Ruby. He's trying to disagree with me right now. I don't know. I don't think like you're you're more independent than a pearl. I'll give you that. Um, especially like homeworld pearls. Like, no, not like a homeworld pearl. Yeah. None of us would be a homeworld gem. If, yeah. You would definitely be like pearl out of all of them. What about sapphire? Or a sapphire? We don't really get to see a ton of sapphire's in the personality as much as the others, which yeah. is like unfair to say, but sapphire is so all-knowing and kind of godly-like in a lot of ways mm. that... Okay. The, for them to be like representative of a human is kind of just impossible. So pearl, no. pearl for me. Pearl for you. So, are you guys cool if I ask another question? Sure. Yeah. Because this kind of switches into, um, to my understanding from Rainbow's Rants, this switches into like the later seasons. Mm-hmm. The diamonds. Ooh yes. Yeah. So we didn't talk about the diamonds. I know always. that there is a limited number of diamonds, and one of them was like batshit crazy. Yeah. So. Originally, there were four diamonds. There was White, who was like the main diamond of Homeworld, controlled everything, and is like more colonization, more empirical shit. Okay. There were the servants underneath. There was Yellow and Blue. And they also had a fourth one, who was just sort of like the annoying younger sister, that was Pink Diamond. Okay. Pink Diamond really wanted a colony and was given Earth. And then... So the story goes, 
Rose Quartz was like, hey, you can't do this. There's actual life here. We're going to rebel against you, Pink Diamond. And Rose Quartz shatters Pink Diamond. What the fuck? Shattering is just like actually like destroying the gem. It's the only way them. you can kind of kill a gem. It's killing them. It's killing them. Uh, what the fuck? You have to shatter them to yep. kill them? To pieces. It's really hard to do, actually. Mm -hmm. Especially a diamond. Yeah, it's really hard to do. Okay. So, um, Steven, again, from my knowledge from Rainbow's Rants. So Steven interacts with these diamonds? Like what makes him... Steven's got a few run-ins before... He, it yeah. becomes unavoidable towards the later seasons. He's kind of being hunted. Yeah. Hunted? First time we see Blue Diamond, which is personally my favorite diamond. Especially just like the voice acting. Of... The voice acting is great. I really like the character design of White Diamond because it's very vintage cartoon style. It's vintage cartoon, very in your face. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but all the diamond design is wonderful. All the mm -hmm. character design is wonderful. But yeah, Blue Diamond is very... Um, it's such a vibe. I've heard they like the voice actor. I I can't rem I don't know their name, but apparently actually did like do a lot of crying before any recording sessions. So that way they really have like yeah, the, 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 the stuffiness you get from it. Yes, exactly. Blue Diamond's power comes from the fact that she grieves uh, Pink Diamond. She has the ability to make others feel as depressed or bad as she does. What was her relationship with Pink Diamond? They were very close. They were very they close. They were all very close. So. They, were, they were like the younger sister. Okay. But at the same time, they were not good to her. So Stephen's mom shattered her? Stephen's mom shattering her was eventually what set them off to being like, hey, let's try and destroy Earth. But at the same time, when Pink was alive, it's she was... It's more complicated than that, though, actually. It was, yeah, it was a messy house situation. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, that sucks. Mm-hmm. So does Steven like eventually get on good terms with all the diamonds or something? Uh, one major thing happens. Do you want me to say the one major thing? This is major spoilers. Major, major, like, I mean, major this fucking is, spoilers. This like, is, can't come back from this you can't come back spoilers. And it, it will probably make you want to watch the show more, though. This you know, is us. This is one frame off. This is this us. Is what you Fuck you. From. Spoilers. You, you come from here with spoilers all the time, guys. All right, Rose. Check this shit. All right, I'm checking it. I just told you the story of how Rose Quartz shattered Pink Diamond. Yes. There was never a Rose Quartz. What? Then who the fuck is Steven's mom? When Pink Diamond first learned to colonize Earth, she wanted to see it for herself when the diamonds first popped up. Okay. The first group of diamonds to pop up were Rose Quartz diamonds. Not diamonds, uh, crystal gems. Rose Quartz Crystal Gems, who are just sort of like muscle bodyguards. And she's oh. just like, I want to go down. I want to be like one of them. Okay. Transforms into a Rose Quartz. That's when she starts falling in love with humans and all the life on Earth. And Pearl was there the whole time. She knew the whole time. So, Stephen's so, mom was... Steve and Rose... No. Pink. Same thing. Pink... <laughs> Wanted to protect Earth. She wanted to talk to the diamonds, but they would not listen to her because they just undermine her in a very childish way. Yes. Like siblings do. Like yeah. siblings do. They didn't take... She's the little sister. They didn't take her seriously. Yeah. And especially because apparently it was she only got Earth after a long tantrum of crying yes. and screaming, mm -hmm. saying, I want to colonize and yeah. shit like that. She was very immature. And so they real she realized, I need to make it so that way they can't ignore me. I'm going to d be this Rose Quartz figure and start the revolution against the diamond. But then realized she couldn't play both sides and faked her shattering with the assistance of Pearl, who was shape-shifting as Rose Quartz. Bruh. Yeah. Pink Diamond is Rose Quartz, which later became Steven. Steven is actually Pink Diamond. Steven is Pink Diamond. That must have destroyed him. Um, you know... He took it surprisingly well. You want to know well. what? No. He's still... You know, even later episodes. We'll, we're just going to discuss the main show. We can do future on another one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, he still, in later episodes, just struggles with 
just not having ever met her and gone to know her is still his ultimate uh he's only ever heard stories and that kind of he can forgive her actions and everything else but he still just can't get over not having gotten to know her and touch her and be with her like when he has to meet all the other rose quartzes oh yeah yeah like and ultimately like into his later years that's the heaviest thing with him that was that's actually one of my favorite jokes from steven universe future when they uh when Greg runs into all the other, um, yes. all the other rose courses that look just like his dead wife, just yep. coming in, it's just Does like anyone goes to therapy for this shit. They should. Please um, tell me they do. We could say that the school they opened up. Is oh yeah, therapy of sorts. But <laughs> so that's later on, that's later on, they start making like a like a gem school for people who want right, to like come rehabilitation to rehabilitation for them to exist on Earth in a in a cohesive way. Yeah. Huh. Okay. But the main thing to take away with the whole Rose Court situation comes from an episode where Stephen finds a tape of uh, his mother as Rose Quartz. I'm just going to keep calling her Rose Quartz when she's Rose Quartz. But just her, she made a VHS tape talking to Stephen saying, I am going to love being you. And anytime you love yourself, that just know that that's me loving you. Aww. It's the most amazing. I'm getting chills right now. Yeah. And then there, there was another episode I saw, which is just like the direct continuation of that. Steven is under this idea that he has like this big destiny to fulfill. And so he finds the other VHS tape, which is supposed to clear everything up. And it's the same tape. It's... His mom talking to her future child and just saying, Nora, I know you're going to be beautiful. And it's just like, who's Nora? Do I have a sister? And Greg's just like, no, nah, if you were going to be a girl, we were going to name you Nora. <laughs> yeah, so the whole episode, he's like agonizing over it. Agonizing over what his destiny is. And overall, the big conclusion is Stephen didn't have any major destiny or life to live up to. Oh. All his mother wanted for him was to live a good human life. Yep. Aww. And uh, one of my favorite songs from the show that um, the woman who voices Garnet is actually Estelle. She's a British pop singer. I think R&B mm-hmm. and pop. Or I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. I think it's R&B and It's all pop. categories. It, yeah. I don't really know she, them. It, it's also similar to me at this point. Um, Garnet has a really great song, and it's called I Am Made of Love, which is, like yeah. I think, like the ultimate, ultimate theme of the whole show. She's fighting the guy. She's just fighting this power-hungry gem, and just, like, the whole time rapping about, like, I'm stronger than you. I'm, I'm made stronger of love. than you. I'm made of love. Aww. Yeah, stronger it's fantastic. The show is so much about self-love. Love, yeah. That... The show really just does have so many themes to it that are beyond, like, what kids are usually learning in these shows. Like, hey, let's learn how to share and shit like that. No one cares about that shit. Teach kids about how to actually love themselves. Teach love kids themselves to... and love them around. And love those around you and don't judge them so yeah, much. Right. Just kind of accept people as they come. And I'm which just is watching like ultimately sh- what... They all learn there, too. And I'm just watching this shit in my 20s, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Why did no one teach me this? Yeah, it's like, I watched Barney as a kid. Yeah, fucking, fucking, fucking Barney. I, did, I actually watched Blue's Clues as, like, a fucking Same. teenager. But... Blue's Clues broke my heart recently. You have a very fragile heart, I'm learning. Yeah. Steve being at the parade? No, I'm oh, talking about Steve coming back and apologizing. For yeah. what? So, for leaving. So, oh, I didn't yeah. want to watch it. I would have cried too much. <laughs> I would have cried too heart. much. Because remember when Steve... Oh, I, he, that's what he, he apologized for leaving? So I don't think he, he realized went, that how many people our age, how much he fucking meant to us. Oh, no, that's, no, that's, that's, the, why. that's what he's getting that's at. That's what yeah. the point was. Like, he comes he, back in character. So he left the show because it was, like, mentally taxing to him. And the... The the um I know getting way yeah, off track. Yeah, it's just him just, on a fucking green screen. But what <laughs> he did, like he the explanation that he was giving us as children, like Je- Brody and I are yeah. millennial and early Gen Z, so was I'm, I'm going away to college. Yeah, that's how they kind of wrote him off. Yeah, he's I'm going away to college, but you know what? Still, you know, keep growing, keep being you. You'll be okay. And this, that, and the other. Some we'll other still dude's have... gonna rent my house. Take care of my dog. Yeah, you'll be you'll be in good hands. 
So then it's like randomly uh, he came he comes back to the show. He's not as involved, but he makes like guest appearances. And there are like it's Steve and the two other hosts because mm-hmm. they went through two other hosts yes. after him. Mm-hmm. Now all three it's of them Blue's are Clues, back. No Way Home. Yeah, it's like Blue like they're all all three of them are back on Blue's Clues. And a lot of the it's older amazing. fans were like, bruh, you broke our heart. You like, you know, I missed you so much. I'm so glad to see you back on the show. Blah, blah, blah. My kids are going to grow up. So he felt the need to come up to us, our generation, and apologize. Like, guys, I know that was really abrupt. I'm sorry for leaving. I know how much you guys meant to, like, how I meant to you guys. And you meant he a lot to honestly, me. He was honestly our generation's Mr. Rogers in a lot yes. of ways. It, that, that's literally yeah. big shoes to fill but i get what you're saying it's all relative yeah, yeah. It, it's literally all relative and i i grew up watching mr rogers as a kid mm-hmm. like I, on tv i would watch mr rogers i watched all the reruns of mr rogers i was obsessed with it as a kid and i'm just saying like for kids that were growing up then like that's the only comparison that he's the modern mr. Yeah. day mr rogers but absolutely like, Getting- I, I saw that the video that Steve put out. I just really want to skidoo just... into a painting. I just want to skidoo so bad. Blue Getting skidoo, back. We can too. Ooh. But like he, he just broke my heart recently and I'm just like, oh, Steve. You're, you're too good. I know. I'm so glad Steve, I didn't Steve watch it. Steve is too good for us. Let's just say that. Mr. Rogers was too good for us. Steve is too good for us. Steven yeah. is too good for us. I always, I still always, anytime there's like something bad going on or like uh, having a bad day, I always like say that Mr. Rogers, like always look for the helpers. Yep. Getting back to Steven Universe, though, like, this just kind of proved, like, kids are able to understand mature concepts better than any, like, jaded adult can. Because I want to get back to what you were asking about Garnet and do they get married. Yeah. So this is the thing that annoys me so much about network television. Rebecca Sugars adamantly wanted them to get married. And it was groundbreaking. I think they won a GLAAD award for showing two same-sex characters uh, being married on a very general cartoon show. Didn't Hey Arthur do it too? I don't know what that is. It's another cartoon for it's the it's the com it's the fusion of Hey Arnold and Arthur. Art. That sounds like <laughs> it would be pretty oh my good. God. What did I say, Brody? I I think you meant. I think you said Hey Arnold and Arthur. I, I know like We're Arthur would... about Arthur because they had a same Yeah, Arthur, Arthur would later is, on have Hey one. Arnold is a different one. This okay, one and was Arthur's the, done with now. Though. Arthur, yeah, yeah Arthur. It. Steven Universe was the first though. And so like Rebecca Sugar like really put her foot down saying, I want to do this. And every studio said the same thing. Hey... We're going to lose so much international funding if you do this. People in China aren't going to watch this. People in Russia aren't going to want this. They're not going to have it. And it's just like, so what? Well, they can go fuck themselves. Yeah. This is what the character would do. There are plenty of other countries that... Yeah. Although I I do understand that what China will buy and watch is actually... It's hugely important. It's it's very It's why there's so many fucking Transformers movies. I've talked about this on this podcast before. Anything with a fucking mecha... Uh, they're gonna love and uh i get it it sells but i i remember talking to y'all recently about it i was like i can't believe they made like four fucking transformers movies no one's seeing them except in china (laughs) but i don't want to say that that was what led to it being canceled but they definitely had to rush the ending after that they did yeah they absolutely did yeah which sucks wait which i'm actually fine with it because i think the show is paced well and i i'm a big fan of Ending a show when it should be ended and not drawing yeah. it out. Oh Don't yeah, no, that's that's such a rare thing. Five seasons is honestly that sweet spot you need to go for anyways with any show. Mm-hmm. Actually, speaking of, didn't um, Adventure Time do something similar as well? In but their last episode, it? they had uh, Marceline and Princess Bubblegum kiss. kiss. Yeah, they had but to move that had one been, online. They had, they had been canonly a couple and, for a long time. Yeah, and they did they did the same thing with uh, Korra and Asami at the end of Yeah, they had to Legend move that one online as well, yeah. right? But Marceline and Bubblegum being romantically evolved has been mm-hmm. a breadcrumb drop since the first season. Yeah, second season at you least. You can definitely tell the, the narrative of both of those examples is they wanted that to happen, but the network was against it. So it's like, okay, we're going to put it right at the end so they can't cancel yeah. us for it. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're already ending, ridiculous. so goodbye. And then, like, also, uh, just another ep- another show I talked about on the show, The Owl House. They currently have like a uh, two of their main characters in a relationship, a uh, very young young girls, same sex relationship, 
and it's beautiful. Love it. And I'm just starting to think like our kids can just handle that. I don't know what the people think that we're trying to be protected from. It's the adults who can't handle it and want to protect themselves. Look, guys, ultimately we are a nation founded by Puritans. There are a lot of people who are very, uh, even if it's not religiously, just very conservative in Mm -hmm. this country. And it just is what it is. And there's not a lot we can do to change their opinions of their comfortability. But uh, thankfully, we are heading in the right direction, as all we should focus on. Not all states are heading in the right direction. That's true. There are still Florida. like a lot of, yeah, Florida, yeah, Florida. has kind of been fucking up. Also, uh, like, my, I have a great concern with Disney. Re, like, I really am greatly concerned with Disney, especially with um, Percy Jackson coming to Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. That's now been confirmed. They're doing a lot more casting stuff. One, Nico D'Angelo, my favorite character, he's gay and has a boyfriend. A lot of the community members on the Percy Jackson side are very concerned about what disney will do yeah to they're pers- they to could like Nico sanitize and, that yeah um how important is his relationship to his character and his arcs highly like that is in the second like the first jackson series this, this series after it's highlighted a lot more you get like breadcrumbs in percy jackson and then in the second series after my whole thing is that if it's it's paramount to the plot leave it in yeah i also don't really think that including i i think just in general and unless the show is like steven universe where it is about love a a lot of relationship stuff can just be kind of cut out thank you heteronormative or not like i i think that i think it's overdone I yeah. really hate it. It bugs the hell out of me when it's like forced, rela- like a exactly. romantic relationship. It, exactly. And you can tell it's forced. It's like, leave the characters alone, guys. That's kind of what I like about Steven and Connie, where it's like, in the in future, they are like an actual couple. But like, throughout the whole run of the original show, they the only title they really have for each other is best friends. Yeah. That's nice. It's way more healthy like It's, it's how the strongest relationships are usually formed anyways. Yeah. Yeah. But um, all, all we can do is hope that it goes in the right direction. Yeah. I, and I, I mm-hmm. just mean overall, attitudes are changing, but it just, you know, we can't, you can't change everybody's mind. No. Not all at once. A lot of people are just products of their, their parents and their environment, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They really are. I mean, we have Cartoon Network, Rebecca Sugar going in the right direction. Pixar is going in the right direction as well. Of They've course. St- Hopefully they're... that can change their mind. Well, Pixar is... They wrote a letter to Disney and was like, what the fuck are you doing? Stop supporting this because you're hurting our employees who are part of the LGBTQ plus community. And mm-hmm. they publicly published that letter, too. So we've got companies. Disney's going to play ball with Pixar. They're going oh, to. Oh, they have to. They have to. Yeah. The, only, the only kind of good stuff is coming out of Pixar. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine, though, like, I just really hope sometime in the future, like, Instead of having the conversation of someone saying, hey, my pronouns are they, them, and then just like uh, some dude scratching his head and being absolutely befuddled by it, someone saying, hey, I'm they, them pronouns, and being like, oh, just like this cartoon character. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, That's how a kid would relate to it, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. I I really appreciate Rebecca Sugar adding that in Steven Universe. Mm -hmm. Just so that um, way you can like translate over to real life and people can realize. Was it Steve... Stevani? They're still a person. Stevani? Stevani. 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 I appreciate that character a lot. Mm-hmm. I really Stevani's do. Stevani's wonderful. Yeah. Very well beloved. Yep. And loved by everyone that uh, they meet in Beach City as well. Yeah, they, really. go, they go to party. Yeah, everybody loves Stevani. The community we keep talking about, was it Beach City? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what is the community like with Steven and his dad and all the gems? Like... We we talked about Connie. They're and really accepting. They honestly don't even ask enough questions, in my opinion. You know, that's they actually just the funny roll thing. with it. Yeah. Yeah. There's no quote unquote traditional nuclear family in Beach City. No, it's always there's not. A single father or a father and a grandmother raising the kids, or and then there's Onion. Who's or just, yeah, I was gonna say the Onion family. And he's just kind of like doing his own thing. Onion is actually <laughs> one of my favorite characters, and then Sour Cream. Sour That's cream by um, uh, Brian Pusain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sour cream and onion, and uh, then there's their. Uh, they have their stepdad. Yeah. That's a ship captain. I forget his name. I forget his name too. And then the mom is hilarious. Oh, Vidalia. Yeah, yeah, Vidalia. They all have onion names. So they. So like the there's community a theme. is 
it's pretty well established. Like they, they just roll with that. Or... They, they, it's just that everyone doesn't have a normal family structure and they don't really ask any questions and they are eventually helped by the crystal gems at some point and saved mm-hmm. by them. And they're kind of cool with it. Interesting. They'll come over and play volleyball. What? Yeah, it's a very cool. loving community. Just... Everyone's pretty accepting. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fun little neighborhood. Uh, Lars eventually gets accepted, but he's got a lot of insecurity issues. I'm just going to run through Lars. Lars is insecure. He's an angsty teenager. Eventually goes into space with Steven. Fucking dies. <gasps> Reborn. What the fuck? Yeah, space Steve, Jesus. Steve, Steven brings him back to life and, he becomes, <laughs> and then he becomes a pirate. Yep, a space pirate. A space pirate? He Actual space too. pirate. Well then. It's is amazing. That, I could go into detail, but I figured I'd just get the good parts. You don't need to. I, I, and that's like the wrap-up of the last season. It's an amazing show. <laughs> oh, yeah. It turns into full space opera at the it end. It does, yep. That's, it's fantastic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Steven Universe. Uh, fucking watch it. Shit. I, I know. know. What else can we say? Uh, we can sing. So, yeah. last episode was Menagerie of History. Oh, yes. And oh, yes. there is a... The bet. Bet on the table, mm-hmm. Brody. Okay, so I've had like a full week to think this over. You really have had a full week. For those who don't remember, I had to come up with my explanation for the would you rather question. And would you rather uh, poop in someone's purse in public? It has to be something. And let me clarify because I've actually mm. posed this question to multiple other people. It has to be someone else's purse. Yes. It can't be your own purse. Right. You have to, to walk up else's. to somebody, look them in the face, take their bag, open it up, yeah, and shit in you it. You can't be sneaky about it. No, you gotta it, just... it bold face, like... I'm also going to assume this is in a park. I picked, like, a plaza with a restaurant. I thought a restaurant would be funnier, but you can do it wherever <laughs> place right. that it... you think would be public where a bag would be on the ground that you could grab to shit in. A bar. Yeah. Yes. Or yellow... I ra- think you might actually might get away with it in a bar. We're not going to do a bar. No. Or okay. yell a horrible racial slur on the subway. A, a, a very full subway. And it, mm-hmm. you can't yell anything that has just recently but not been allowed on Twitch. You need to yell the worst racial slur possible that you would never say that makes you want to pee. We know which specific one we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, like the one you would never ever say. Yeah. Yeah. It's difficult. Especially because, like, the locations. Because, They're the like, two worst things that we could, like, I could think of. Doing it in public, I could easily run away after making the dookies. You, you if can't I'm escape in a, a subway. If I'm in the subway, I'm just, like, like surrounded by people. If the court of public opinion is just going to immediately show me the consequences. Yes. But I think I'm going to have to go with the latter because I... It's just like there's no good way to like... Shit in someone's bag. There's no good way to shit in someone's bag. You're going to look very mentally unstable. (laughs) Someone's going to beat the shit out of you and also just ruin someone's day. You'll also have like a public indecency charge on your record. I think like... I'm still going to ruin someone's day on the subway. If I yeah, you, you're still going to ruin some people's But I days. think... You also probably will get punched in the face. Too. Oh, yeah. No, guaranteed. Yeah. I think it's also more likely that the people around me are going to be like, oh, fucking... Yeah. You won't believe what happened on the subway. Someone just yelled the worst racist shit ever. And then just, like, I guess could eventually forget about it. That could possibly... <laughs> tra- pooping in someone's purse could possibly traumatize them. That's, so, that's fair. I, I thought about this long and hard. You never specified the language, and you never specified the location other than the subway. So if you're on a subway in New York City... It's crowded you, wherever you are. You, you, you Hold on. And you scream it, top of your lungs, in the subway in New York City. No one's going to bat an eye, because New York City, everybody's seen everything. And it's just going to be a normal you're Monday. You're in D.C. You're in D.C., yeah, I'll get jumped. D.C. will get jumped. Or people will just be like, oh, fuck you. Mm-hmm. You know, and walk away. So if I said it in, say, like, Armenian... Or, like, a different that language. That kind of misses the point. The point of that one is to really just truly be a provocateur. Yeah. Yeah. I think I have to go with it. Yeah, I'd do that one I don't too. like it, but I'll do it. I'd go to New York and do it. I'd go New do York, like, yeah. Yeah. What, what, the worst thing would be, like, if I did say that, and then, like, some, some guy would just be like, Yeah, you tell him. And I'd be like, Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, that's actually worst case scenario that's worse than getting punched in the face yeah (laughs) here's the thing my other way around come here brother (laughs) see you at the capitol yeah 
The other way around that, though, is, like, be pretend to be on a phone call and, like, the person can't hear you. So you, like, you say something that's similar, but it's not it at all. A completely different word, unrelated to it. And, and you start, like, raising your voice. Slowly. We're adding a lot of caveats, but I know that, like, if I personally was bet to do it, I had to do it. Like, a gun was to my head. I would immediately just go around. I'm like, sorry, I have a Tourette's. I'm sorry, I have Tourette's. <laughs> Y'all are just looking for the easy way out of this. I would I totally think take the easy way out. The only way out. Hi, have you met me? <laughs> yeah. I think for this one, the only way out is through. and You gotta if, yell it. I just don't feel like pooping on someone's property. No, I don't want a public indecency charge on my, no. my uh, record. No, 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 no. So it's just I, such a funny sense to say, like, so poop in someone's purse in public. Or. Poop in someone's purse in public. Or, or, or yell say a horrible racial slur in a crowded subway. Mm-hmm. Um, give us your responses. Yeah. What would you do? If you have a better would you rather question. Oh, please to- email oh, us your God. would you rathers. We'll pick the top five and do them next episode. Oh, hell yeah. Or at some point. At some point. We'll get a good collection of them going after you send them to us at oneframeoff at gmail.com. That's oneframeoff at gmail.com. Also give us a YouTube comment, a Spotify rating, a slide into our DMs. Do whatever you want. Comment on our Instagram posts. We're getting a lot more traction on there. Why not? Yep. And um, Jess, you have to. You get to pick the next Menagerie of History episode topic, whenever that it may be. Yes, 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 yes. It'll probably be serial killer related. Mm-hmm. Of course. Anything else you want to say about Steven Universe? Nothing, just thank you, Rebecca Sugar. Thank you, Rebecca Sugar. Rebecca Sugar, you're amazing. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys.